The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. As you begin your spiritual journey, you are often told what to do and receive advice on which path to follow. But as you move along, eventually you need to become your own guide. Progress can be difficult at times, but once you reach new levels of awareness, the inner vistas are spectacular. Welcome to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your guide and companion is Giles Asselin. Come join us now on this path of exploration. Here is your host, Giles Asselin. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome or welcome back if you listen to one of the uh, previous episodes of uh, Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Uh, today's episode number 11, 11th week. Uh, so thanks again for listening and being with, uh, with me, with us. It's a pleasure being here today. Uh, clear blue sky in New Jersey. I wanted to start a little differently today and make a couple announcements uh, about the show and especially one about um, the fact that I'm, I'm exploring the, the possibility of doing a show in French. Uh, it would make some sense uh, culturally and from a language point of view. And um, um, the reason for that is that some people expressed an interest, uh, some French people or some French-speaking people expressed an interest uh, in, in a show in French would be obviously uh, much easier for them to, to understand and possibly participate. And interestingly, I got two requests also for, for speakers or guests, and, and both of these requests in terms of the topics uh, are concerning uh, health, spiritual health or, or bilingual health for people who speak uh, two languages. How does it affect the way we function? So it looks like um, this show may be entitled um, Health and Spirituality, I guess. It's only a working title at the moment. But uh, I wanted to mention that to you. Um, I assume that there's people listening in France, uh, les auditeurs en France ce soir, à 20 heures, bonsoir. And um, in case you're interested and would like to get in touch with me, pl please do so. Um, You can reach me, uh, the email is uh, seeking at nurturingthegift.org, seeking at nurturingthegift.org, and you can also find me on Facebook, um, on my name, Gilles Asselin, and also on Facebook, I have a group called Nurturing the Gift of Seeking. Uh, it's a public group open to just about anyone. And so I'm exploring... Um, I'm exploring this possibility. I sent a, a group email on Sunday um, to a good, a good number of French-speaking people, and I got some feedback, some interesting feedback. At least um, 12 to 15 people are interested only on Facebook, so I assume that's a much, much larger audience um, just from people who are listening from the show. And um, I'm looking at possibly starting at the beginning of May. 
uh, again, it's um, it's a it's a work in progress. I will certainly keep you posted, but please um, let let people that may be interested know and and let me know as well if you if you'd like to get in touch with me. The other thing I wanted to mention also, I will um, in April I will be bringing um, guests to the show. And I have one um, uh, lined up in a sense for April 23rd, uh, the fourth week of April. Uh, it will be my my uh, person I call my energy coach. His name his name is Scott Smith. He's based outside Chicago, and uh, we've been working together since the beginning of July last year. And uh, We've been doing some very um, interesting uh, energetic things, um, things I don't even quite understand. So um, having him on the show um, might give us a chance to understand uh, what I call his, his magic in a sense. But he's, he's able to scan people's aura um, for one thing, people's different bodies, you know, emotional bodies, mental bodies, spiritual bodies, and, and so on. And um, it's it's really amazing. Uh, at the same time. Um, I don't quite understand. I, I, intellectually, I understand what he's doing, but um, I can't really see the effect right away. And it's, uh, it's a bit puzzling, but obviously uh, I can sense the benefit and, uh, just by the reaction I have around me over the, over the month. And um, again, I would like uh, him to share a little bit about what he does and um, how he does it. Again, uh, please reserve the date if you want. Uh, April 23rd and I'm also trying to invite someone else earlier in April um, it's a woman uh, who does work in the same field of uh, I would call it spirituality and consciousness and um, and she may be able to come I haven't heard back from her but uh, she she posts some very interesting things on our on our public group on Facebook so I think we could have a very interesting discussion uh, especially about uh, our limitations how we set limitations for ourselves uh, most of the time unconsciously and how how is it possible to break those limitations uh, in order to manifest what is it that we want to accomplish or what is it that we want to see in our lives how much progress and the third thing I wanted to mention and it's not really an announcement I'm sure uh, all of you know but um, This time around, I guess today, especially in the next um, maybe 48 hours, is a very pregnant time. Um, Tomorrow morning, I guess in terms of um, uh, Eastern time, New York time, at 5.36, we have um, the new moon um, and as well a a solar eclipse, a a total solar eclipse, uh, which is very unusual. I think the last one was in October. And uh, interestingly enough... 13 hours later, at uh, 6.45 p.m. Um, in New York, New York time, uh, we have the spring equinox, uh, and it's the beginning of a new cycle, a new zodiac cycle. So it's a very, uh, I said pregnant, it's a very uh, significant time. Um, it's almost to me like a birth canal. Uh, the image also that came to mind is, uh, is an hourglass, you know, there's a... Um, Think about an hourglass sideways, and you have one part to the left or to the one part to the left, which represents the past, and, and one part to the right, which may represent uh, the future. And which way do we um, turn the hourglass, the sablier en français? Which way do we turn the hourglass around? It's uh, 
it's the metaphor that came to mind, and I wanted to share it with you. I will, I will be saying a few more words about this, um, this very significant time, a time of uh, letting old things uh, behind us, and um, a time, from what I understand, a time of rebirth, a time of renewal, uh, a time of setting new intentions for what we want to accomplish on a, on a, on a very deep level. And what we may want, what we may want to wish for ourselves and the world at this time, um, we have to be in a sense careful because I think there's such a, a strong um, force behind us at this time that uh, it will propel us in just about any any direction that we want to to go into. So um, I wanted to mention that because um, again, it's. Uh, I feel very privileged to be able to talk and have a, a show this afternoon, a few hours, less than 24 hours before the beginning of this uh, birth canal, as I call it. To, to get back to the, um, to the show itself and, um, and what I addressed last week in my, in my talk, in a sense, the, how can we become the master of our minds? And, and today is more along the, the lines of conscious, consciousness. And obviously, there's a link. Um, these, these two topics came to me uh, quite naturally. And, uh, and in fact, yesterday, I started playing with next week's topic. And, and um, I want to say some more, a few more things about the mind. Because um, as you can imagine, or I told you last week that it's very important if you want to make progress on the spiritual path, and if you're dealing with some obstacles, some so-called mind obstacles, um, one very um, one required technique would be to observe the mind and to question the mind, not so much to corner the mind, but to you know to see what the mind is all about. And I've been doing this uh, quite a bit in the past during the past seven days, and I want to share some with you some uh, some of these things. And and one of the of the ideas that came to mind that burgeoned uh, that that came up out of my consciousness uh, yesterday or the day before is that the mind is an entity in itself and, and by observing the mind in a sense you can you can you can have the mind take a, a shape maybe if it's a shape I think it's a shape of a bubble uh, that's the one that came to mind and, and you can look at it and you can you can have compassion for the mind I think that happened to me the week prior and and um and in the end, I think you can also balance the mind and the heart, which is what I mentioned uh, to you last week. I, I use the expression also, I think, uh, from one of, the, one of my spiritual guides who says, you, you need to love the mind into submission. Uh, also, I, I think I use the word in French, amadoué, which becomes, you know, become friend with or become more gentle and, and soft. So we can use all these uh, expressions on, on how to how to tame the mind, how to, um, what's the word? Again, become friend with the mind so that, in a sense, consciousness can, can have a larger uh, space within. And obviously, the, the consciousness comes through the, the heart, I think. And um, the less, the less uh, rough, the less demanding the mind is, uh, the, the less time-taking, the, le the less bossy in a sense the mind is the more the more space we have in our heart and the more we can welcome in the first place we can welcome other people in our hearts 
So I've been observing the, my, my mind. Obviously, I can't observe other people's mind uh, so easily, but um, observing this entity in the past seven days, and um, I had an interesting uh, response to the email I sent on, on Facebook um, Sunday evening. Again, it was about this possibility of having a, a French show, a spiritual show. And one woman in Paris responded to me, and I, I don't know her very well. I never met her. Um, I know she's into spiritual things. We exchanged just a couple messages. Um, we used our first names, which is very significant for French people. But when she responded, uh, she wasn't happy. Uh, she thought I was using uh, whatever group to promote my show, which I have to do. And, and she was very, very formal in the way she responded, in the sense that a response felt like, sounded like a business letter, in a sense. She, she said, dear sir, to start with, which was very, you know, the French have a way to tell you, um, keep your distance, in a sense. And I could sense that, that distance, that cold, now that, that, that wall that she was putting between she and I. And um, it took me by surprise, and it... Um, to some extent, it affected me, I mean, and, and, and I had a sort of a fearful reaction a, a little bit, you see, well, what, am I, what is going to happen? I mean, uh, well, obviously, there were like 100 people copied on a message, and uh, that's it. I mean, she left the conversation uh, shortly after that, but um, it's interesting how my mind reacted, um, again, uh, some sort of a being taken uh, aback and, and, and a fearful reaction. And, and I was questioning, you know, wow, this is interesting. My mind still reacts that way, despite all the work that I've been doing, despite, you know, all the advice that I give to people about uh, being gentle with your mind. I still have some strong, um, strong, I wouldn't call it an outburst, but I think the reaction was very, um, was amplified. And still within that same um, Facebook, not, not that same uh, conversation, but um, another message I sent with a, a friend of mine in the south of France uh, that has to do with the, the Cathars, C-A-T-H-A-R-S, the Qatar. Uh, I was one of them uh, way back. It's uh, one of my identities um, in one of my past lives. Uh, and I will, I will be talking later on about those past lives and uh, what does it mean to me and uh, how is it possible to explore them? But um, she she get, she got back to me out of the blue, and she started asking me questions about my own identity. And that was on Tuesday. And so they were the, the message from that French woman on, on Monday plus her message on Tuesday. I started questioning myself and getting into uh, not into a pit, not into an abyss. But um, you know, is there a pattern going on? Maybe that's because of the, uh, the, this time of the eclipse on March 20th that uh, the world is, is falling apart and, and something is happening. And it's, um, it's interesting to see the direction uh, where the mind is taking you. And sometimes it's a bit of a, of a scary direction. And if you're not aware of what the mind is doing to you and where it's taking you, I think it's, it could be sometimes you know, pretty, pretty dangerous. I mean, uh, uh, to the French woman who um, emailed on Monday, I didn't respond. I mean, there was no need to. And to the one who questioned me on Tuesday, I responded to her. And uh, she didn't say anything, but uh, she, she apparently was, was happy. So that in a sense, I was able to... Um, 
to take care of the fire in the house. But I think the fire in the house, and I guess, was more of a, in the mind, you know, what, 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 does, uh, what does it take to create a fire, or to set a fire in your mind? It's, it's very interesting. And um, I've been, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about that, and I've been, I've been again, um, observing um, these kind of patterns and how the mind works. Um, it doesn't mean your mind works the same way, but I'm sure you can connect with your, your internal uh, so-called action and reaction coming from the mind. And the second thing I wanted to mention this week, which was also very interesting in terms of observing um, how my mind functions, is um, we went shopping yesterday as a family, the three of us, and we went to the a store called Target in the U.S. Um, of course, it's a well-known store, very similar to Walmart. And uh, we went into different... My wife went out with uh, our son in one direction, the toy section, of course. And I went into a different direction to buy something else. And at some point, I, I was about, to, I was about to, to pay. And then at some point, I came back to them and they had... Um, my, mind, my, my wife said... Um, why don't you go check two aisles down the road, uh, down, the, down the alley? Uh, there are shoes we may be able to buy for our son. And I went, and, and then maybe 30 seconds later, when I came back to them, they had disappeared. And I went for the store, for a good uh, up and down the store, for a good at least um, 15, maybe 20 minutes, and I couldn't see them. And to me, the most likely possibility was that um, our son had a, a bathroom emergency, which was the case. But what was interesting to me when I was walking in the store is to, in a sense, to keep my mind in check. And there was no, there was no upset coming out of the mind, which, is such a, which was such a common reaction to me years ago. I mean, five years ago, 10 years ago, I'd have been so upset. Why are they doing this to me? You know, what, who are they? I mean, they make me wait 20 minutes in the store. And yesterday, what I was doing, in a sense, I was entertaining uh, the mind. And I think it's maybe one way also to, uh, to feed the mind is to play, to offer different possibilities to the mind so that it can, it can enjoy itself, in a sense. And, and, and my mind was pretty well under check yesterday. And I was, uh, I don't know if I should say I was part of myself, but I... Uh, I was interestingly watching it, and, and that's where, you know, the idea came of uh, watching the mind, which is an entity in itself, and you watch it going on, the way the progress it makes in one, in one direction or another, and, and I think it just takes a lot of uh, practice and patience. It, it takes also detachment uh, from, um, from the situation, not, not immersing yourself into the situation and looking at take a higher stand, I don't know where you are, in your being, in your consciousness, you are somewhere else, but you're looking at your mind and say, what is the mind doing here? Is he enjoying himself? Is he, is he digging his, uh, his feet? And um, again, I think that's an experience I felt very, very worthwhile, and I wanted to share with you in terms of my uh, observations of the week. So I will, um, I will share a little bit more uh, when we come back after the commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you looking to advance spiritually? Listen each week for Spiritual Enlightenment, Advancing One's Wisdom. Your host, Medium Maureen Allen, will cover an array of spiritual topics aimed to help you advance your soul's desired growth. Each week, areas of spirituality will be discussed and explored ranging from strange, paranormal experiences to heaven, spirit guides, and angels. To learn more about the other dimensions and how to better assist your path of evolution, tune into Spiritual Enlightenment, Advancing One's Wisdom, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Giles Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Yes, hello again. This is Jill. Welcome back. Thanks uh, very much for listening. I was talking right before the break about um, my observing of my mind uh, during the week. And um, I've been also observing, obviously, our son, who is uh, four and a half years old, almost five. And I mentioned last week, I think, that um, the way our mind, so-called, quote-unquote, behaves, the way our mind um, functions is very much like a very young child. It has obsessions, it has demands, it has, um, it has whims, I think whims is the word that came to mind. And, and two days ago, as I uh, took our child out of daycare, it was 6 o'clock and 6 p.m. And suddenly uh, he said, I want to go to Kids Castle, which is, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a park, but it's really a castle. It's like a maze, a very big castle made for kids, very low, I guess, galleries and, and, and stairways. And he's been there with his uh, daycare group last July, I think, and we went back possibly in September. So he knows the place, but suddenly out of his mind, and it's really the mind, came this idea to go to Kids Castle. It's in Pennsylvania, about an hour from here. And he didn't realize that it would take us, you know, one hour to get there. And if we live by 6 p.m., we get there by 7 plus, and it's almost dark. And the, obviously, the castle is outside, so we, we can't really play. But in, in his consciousness and in his, uh, in his I would say, free-flow mind, uh, free-flow, how would I call it, free-flow imaginary world, we can just go anytime, anytime, and it's... Um, it's fun. It's fun, and the fun can happen just about you know, going there. And, and, um, 
so it, it made me think about that, you know, consciousness um, gets built in, in a sense. I don't know if that's the word is appropriate, but gets built in into a child, a growing child um, from a very early age. But at age five, you know, they have so many whims and so many things that especially he wants to do. He wants special pasta. He wants stuff better pasta uh, for dinner. These are macaroni and cheese. But... Um, Again, if you if you observe, um, I don't know how the child needs to be. Maybe these whims, these demands uh, start to dwindle in a sense uh, by, by the age of 10 or 12. And I guess teenager, they have different ones. But um, I thought it would be very interesting. And uh, again, it gives you insight uh, about the way our minds work. And I think there's a, there's quite a bit of a... A nice parallel there, and, and 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 when a child pushes for something, it's very difficult to um, convince him that it's not possible. You can use reason; reason doesn't work. You know, it takes one hour to get to Kids Castle. Who cares? I don't care. I want to go. And, and, and think again about about the way your mind works. You know, the more you want to reason uh, with logic, no, 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 it doesn't work. And, and I think again, instead of um, Instead of using logic or reason, maybe it's, it's better to question things. You know, where does, does this uh, whim, where does this um, need come from? Is it all uh, uh, reasonable in a sense? I mean, questioning the, the reasonable character of, of the mind's um, meandering in a sense and where the mind is, wants to take you. Again, what it takes is, is observing and it takes detachment. So you can see things from, uh, from a different place, um, from possibly an observer's place. And that leads me to, to talking about it. it's very much along the same line. I wanted to say a few words today about addictions. And addictions, there are so many different kinds of addictions, um, small ones, big ones, um, I tend to have a small tooth, so this is, um, I think, a small addiction. I can live without sugar too, but I enjoy a cookie or brownie. Um, but the reason I wanted to mention addiction is because I think um, addiction is really the realm of the mind. It's like the, the, the mind is swimming into its own territory when we go into addictions. And... Um, and there's nothing we can do to disrupt him, in a sense, or to take him out of this um, swimming um, party, in a sense. I don't, I don't know. The metaphor is so potent to me. It's like we're right into the addiction. There's something we need to do, and the mind, again, pushes us, and, and it's very hard to, to stop it or put it on hold. And I will share one of my addiction. Um, I think it's the main one I have, but it's also one that I've been observing very... Um, with a very keen eye, the observer's eye. And my addiction is about, um, it's about French soccer. I'm sure many of you will, will laugh, but I've been away from France for more than 20 years, and I'm still very much attached to uh, soccer in France. So I follow the games, um, mostly on the weekend, but there's also uh, international slash European games uh, on Tuesdays or, or Wednesdays. And there are times, you know, that I, I almost feel... I, there's a strong urge to, to push the button. I guess I access the websites, uh, the sports um, centers websites, and uh, and I go on to look at the the results. And um, and I've, over the years, especially last year and this year, I've, I've been observing how this 
addiction, again, it doesn't have to be a big one, how this addiction plays out in my life. Uh, what, what kind of, um, I would almost use the word damage. It's not really damaging, but, um, you know, what is the process under this, this addiction? What is running? What is running um, below, below, the, the, below the, the, the conscious mind? And, and uh, last year, interestingly enough, I decided that uh, for a certain amount of time, I would stop um, going to these websites and I would distance myself from, uh, from learning about results. Uh, I have one team that I support, of course, and um, I stayed away from the website maybe for four or five weeks, maybe six weeks, and I was just fine. And um, interestingly enough, because I was able to do that, I seemed to be more more lenient with myself now. I don't know if it's because I have the, the power to, to manage, quote-unquote, manage this addiction and, and, and play with it. But um, again, it's, it's very interesting that, um, to observe how the, how the, think about the mind and how long the mind can wait to get his desire uh, met, and his, its desires met. Uh, there were two important games last Sunday in France, um, one in Marseille and one in uh, Bordeaux. And um, one was around midday and the other one was late in the evening around 9 p.m. French time. And I was, I, I know I was, I was using my smartphone to, to check the results and I was looking at how much time it would take me to get there in a sense. And, you know, am I trying to reason the mind? Am I trying to put it on hold? Am I trying to dissuade it? Am I trying to make him a promise that if I don't do this now, if I don't go to the website now, uh, he will get rewarded or he will get a, a prize? And again, you know, the analogy there is with the child, a child about a five, six, seven years old. It's very much the same, you know, if you don't allow the child to eat out of a cookie. Um, is, it, is it a fair deal to give him an apple, for instance? You know, not too much sugar, but uh, some more um, juicy fruits. And um, again, nice parallel here that um, may want to use, we, we may want to use to our advantage. Again, the... Um, the idea is much more of the practice, you know, the practice of, of seeing what works. In the, um, the French word that comes to mind is engrenage, you know, all the, the wheels work in, in, in the system. Um, what gets activated when the mind wants something, what part of ourself. And I, I mentioned this addiction also because I think that um, the more we give in to our minds and to these addictions, be they, you know, uh, big ones or small ones, the more we give in to them, uh, the, the less consciousness can, can filter in, in a sense, the less space uh, there is for, for our heart to grow and, and for our, our consciousness to expand. You know, there's different ways to approach and, and define consciousness. Uh, I mentioned already the one about a child growing up. Um, if I look at myself, you know, the way I was 10 years ago um, and the way am I today, you know, um, what am I doing, what I have learned, um, what do I know about myself, I think is, is possibly the way I would define consciousness in my, in my own words. How much more do I know about myself and how much more do I know about the way I function? And 
the reason I do things and the more conscious, the more aware, obviously the awareness and consciousness are very close in meaning, but uh, we don't always use the same words in context, but um, consciousness, it's something which is growing within us and obviously within the collective as well. There could be group consciousness, there could be nations consciousness. And obviously, there's, there's the Earth uh, consciousness, there's Gaia's consciousness. And I will be, I think I will be talking about this a little bit more next week, um, within the context of co-creating something for, for the future. I mean, um, I think we have some, some nice um, years or age around, you know, uh, that is coming up. Um, uh, the age of Aquarius. Um, I think we are l- gradually living behind the age of the pieces and, and, and progressively getting into the age of Aquarius, which would be a much more uh, beneficial slash positive time for Earth. And we won't be dealing with all the issues and, and whatever corruption, uh, greed, power issues that have been, uh, the, the, the world has been plagued uh, Wave, and I think it's. Uh, it seems to to me that it's a very um, a very hopeful, uh, a very bright future. Maybe not, you know, in the next couple of years, but I think we are gradually going to get there. And, and one of the prerequisites for us to to be getting into this new territory is um, is consciousness. You know, the more we become conscious of what we do to the earth. Um, Hopefully, the more we will respect it. I'm still very much appalled when I see people, when they are driving, who throw away for their windows, they throw away cigarette butts, or they throw away paper. I would never do that to the earth. I mean, the, the earth doesn't belong to me to the extent that I can trash it. It's, uh, it's very irresponsible. I mean, if you're smoking a cigarette in your, in your car, most likely you have an ashtray. Why do you need to, to throw away the, the butt, the B-U-T-T? I mean, it's, uh, again, it's very responsible. Uh, and I keep seeing this, uh, people throwing away um, cups, you know, uh, water cups. Or why do we want to do this? We don't, we don't, we don't have enough connection with the, with the earth at this level to realize that we are the earth. I mean, the, the, it's not a question that the earth belongs to us. It's a question that we are the earth, I guess. We are, we are inhabitants um, and we are here for a limited amount of time. So what, what about the future generations? You know, where does our consciousness stop? Does it stop the day we, obviously it stops, um, to some extent it stops the way we die. But I mean, can we only envision up to the day we die? Maybe in our 60s, 70s, 90s? I don't know. And then, and then who cares? I think it's a very, as I said, it's a very irresponsible uh, slash unconscious um, attitude. And, and um, so that's what I wanted to share. I feel very strongly about it. And I think it's, uh, it's all our duty to, I hope you, you share that point of view. It's all our duty to, to protect the earth. It's a very, uh, it's a spiritual being in the first place. Um, and the way we connect with Gaia, with, with a spiritual being like this, is to go out in nature and to to connect. I mean, uh, I mentioned in my earlier shows um, a person called Bill Plotkin who takes his, uh, his students, so-called students or participants, in soul quests. And he takes them out in the desert in southern, southern uh, Colorado. And he drops them there for four or five days. And the idea is to be 
to be alone and to commune with uh, whatever the environment is. It could be communing with a cactus. It could be communing with a, with a rock, uh, with, a, with a fox, you know. We, we are, I think this idea of oneness, uh, it's oneness uh, amongst all, our se- all, all of us uh, sentient beings, but also oneness with, with the earth. And with, with the earth, what, what the earth is, uh, is giving us. Uh, and it's the earth, but it's also the entire system. If we think about um, how do we breathe, uh, the oxygen we breathe, I mean, is thanks to, thanks to the earth. So, important points here. And I was, as I was saying, um, the more we go into addictions, um, then the more difficult it is to, for us to be, to be conscious of that, um, of that connection we have with the earth. Another example of addictions I, I wanted to mention that everybody knows is the smartphones. You know, it's, uh, this one is, is very interesting because it's a new phenomenon, but it's a very strong phenomenon. And how can we um, get ourselves out of it? I think it's, you know, I'm sure you have your own. I mean, I've had a, a smartphone for only a year, but a uh, year and a half. But um, and I, the good thing is I don't take it out. Usually when I go out, I leave my f- smartphone at home. And uh, especially if we go out with my family, uh, you may think it's, uh, it's foolish. You may think that I'm completely nuts. Um, that's fine. I mean, it's, you know, it's, we have to find ways to live again, to live uh, sanely, to live uh, in accordance with, with the laws of nature, especially if, we've got, if we go out in a park and the only thing we do is check uh, our smartphone and, and whatever websites and we play games on the on the phone. I mean, it's it goes against this principle of communing with nature and communing with the earth. Uh, and this goes against the principle of being uh, in touch with um, with our consciousness. And, and again, I mentioned this idea of um, of addictions because it takes us away from from where we are meant to go, I guess, I believe, as spiritual beings. And that's, um, that's the way I, I see it. Um, and so um, that's the idea I wanted to leave you before we take a second break. Um, this idea that um, there's things in the first place we need to be aware of in our, in our lives uh, if we want to, um, to quote-unquote, manage them. But I think it's... Uh, it, it requires possibly also something which may not be always popular, but it, it requires a, a certain amount of self-discipline. And uh, it, it's something we need to, to practice again um, to live a, a fairly sane uh, life. I think the other point at this level is uh, to live a simple life. So I will leave you this, 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 this concept of living a simple and living a sane uh, life uh, right before the, the second break. Thank you. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. 
The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us with Giles Asselin. To reach the program, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to seeking at nurturingthegift.org. Now, back to the program. Yes, hello again. This is Jill uh, coming back for the last segment of the show. Thank you again for listening. Right before the break, I was talking about the idea of living a quote-unquote a sane life uh, away from addictions. And uh, again, I leave it up to you to, to decide and, 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 and analyze or assess which addictions you need to, uh, to give some, some thought and some time to, I guess. Um, again, smartphones, I guess, when I look at people around me, I guess it's, um, it's a very... Um, a very strong one, a very, it has changed the way we relate to people, I would say, unfortunately. Um, the good thing is that we connect virtually to just about anyone around the world, I guess, for a computer in the first place, and now more recently for smartphones, which, which is great, but uh, at what expense? Uh, at what expense? And the expense might be, again, the expense of consciousness, the expense of of relationship and the expense of of balancing um, heart and mind, I guess uh, that's the way I look at it. Um, because usually, when you spend time with your smartphone, you spend again. I don't want to overgeneralize, but you spend time outside yourself. You're not within yourself. Are you visiting a website? You're playing a game. You're um, I don't know checking something. And it's your mind working, um, I would say, 99% involved into the activity. And there's little, um, there's little reflecting about um, who you are and possibly why you are on the earth, except you know, possibly if you're listening to a spiritual program. But um, that's the idea I wanted to bring. Um, the idea of... The more simple our lives are, I think the, the closer they are to, to the heart and to, to the possibility of raising our consciousness. If we have fairly complicated needs, um, then it takes us, I think, away from, um, 
on the spiritual path. That's my that's my point here. Uh, I don't want to say too much about this. This is not the topic of the of the day, but um, it's um, interesting. It's an interesting way of of, of reflecting upon uh, the way we live. The distinction between uh, what do we need and what do we want. You know, do we go according to what we want in life in terms of what we buy or what we consume? Um, do we go according to what we need? You know, we have all our basic needs, uh, starting with shelter and um, shelter and food, obviously, and, and, and a good amount of, of social relationship uh, within a family or within a group. I mean, that's the reason why um, I believe Facebook is so popular um, and Twitter possibly. So I will, I will leave it here in terms of... Um, of talking about these these connections and these uh, these addictions, as I said earlier on, um, I wanted to say a few words about this eclipse and and what I read. Um, I'm not an astrologer, but um, I like very much to to read those astrological notes and what goes on in the sky uh, for these different planets. And I think what is going on these coming two days is a very special phenomenon. Um, again, we have a solar eclipse um, at the same time as the new moon. And within 13 hours, we have, um, we have uh, the beginning of a, the, sorry, the, the vernal equinox. So the beginning of a, a new zodiac uh, system. So we, we're getting into the sign of Aries. And the sun is moving into Aries, and Aries uh, is the first sign of the zodiac. So we've been completing uh, one full uh, one full loop, in a sense, for the past twelve years, for the past three hundred sixty-five days. And and I think especially this window of time between the eclipse and between the the, the equinox, which is about thirteen hours, maybe thirteen hours and and ten minutes. Uh, I think it's a special. That's what I call the birth canal. But it could be also construed as a, as a, not a death canal, but as a release canal, you know. Again, taking this image of the, of the hourglass in mind, you know, the, the, the center point uh, between the bottom and the top, if you have it up, if you have the hourglass up, is so thin. And that's, that's high look at this window of time of 13 hours tomorrow. And, and what do we want to leave behind us? I think it's a good, it's a good time to, to think about what is it that we don't need in our lives anymore. It could be something material or it could be something more psychological or it could be a relationship. It could be a job. I mean, a job is, is, is more than psychological. It's also a way to make money and, and, and feed a family. But again, this time is a very good time to reflect to reflect and um, and leave behind things we don't need, so that we can, in a sense, um, become more "quote unquote" naked or more genuine or more open when when this new this new time this new portal opens up. Um, I don't think that things will change drastically from you know the first minute that we enter the equinox. But from what I understand and from what I've read, I mean, things will start to evolve fairly, fairly rapidly in April and in the ensuing uh, month. And I think it's, uh, it's important to take advantage of this, this newness 
that is um, uh, about to to fall upon us and to take advantage of it, especially in terms of um, you know setting new intentions. Uh, it's obviously the northern hemisphere that will be um, welcoming the spring, and the spring is a time of of rebirth. It's a time of of growing. It's a time of the sap is going up in the trees. It's going up in the plants. Uh, there, there's new blood in a sense. And how is this new blood uh, going to inspire us uh, towards new, towards new horizon, towards new peaks? Um, and um, the fact that there's only 13 hours between these two um, events, um, I think, may be very meaningful. Um, and I was reading just a few things about, but. Um, one of the articles I was looking at uh, texts about um, the solar eclipse is similar to hitting the refresh button. So a refresh button on a website, you know, you get a brand new website um, coming up. Uh, and doesn't mean you're going to get a brand new life coming up. But uh, it's, uh, again, it's an opportunity to start anew, to start afresh and to to think for yourself what is it that you want the next few the next few months the next few years uh, to be like and there's another phenomenon I think which is coming to an end is a square the square I need to look at my notes and here Uranus and Pluto uh, again I'm not an astrologer so um, please forgive me if I'm not quite on topic here um, uh, this, uh, I'm reading a couple notes in here on uh, an article that I discovered yesterday. This amplifies all energetics in place, specifically the seventh and last Uranus-Pluto square. This final square has been in close conjunction with Mars, planet of war, aggression, and action. It is also interesting to note that this is the first time of all the seven squares which have been occurring since June 2012 that Uranus and Pluto are both in direct motion meaning they are going forward, they are not retrograde. Combined with the double dose of Mars and the impending ingress in the Sun into Aries, uh, again, the beginning of a new cycle of the Zodiac, as well as several other planets being present in that sign of initiation and new beginnings, we are poised for a slingshot forward in our consciousness and evolution. So here we go, consciousness and evolution. And I think consciousness as the collective, uh, I would think in the first place, uh, possibly Earth, possibly Gaia is evolving uh, faster than we are. I think in terms of consciousness, when I think about consciousness also at the collective level, I've been reading a lot about you know, 3D, 4D, 5D, third-dimensional third consciousness. And the Earth apparently has moved into 5D, and still many of us are left in 3D. And how, how do we adjust to this uh, decalage in, in French, this, this gap between uh, 3D going into 4D going to 5D? Um, and how do we, what do we feel? Uh, how do we feel the pull uh, coming from, from the Earth, uh, moving forward and upward when we are, again, stuck with our smartphones? Um, I think it's a very interesting um, very interesting point to to consider. And um, another thing that happened to me um, is that um, I was reading um, 
on the same on the same article, I was reading a piece about uh, a symbol called Sabian, S-A-B-I-A-N. Um, and what the person said is that uh, what has stood out for me in all of this is the powerful Sabian symbol of the solar eclipse. And she describes, uh, I think it's a she, she describes uh, a situation. I will read it to you. It's just easier. But it's very um, intriguing to me because three or four days ago, I had a dream. And a dream is another way to get at your consciousness. Obviously, you know, what comes out of your subconscious, I would think, is a message. A message from where? I I don't know. Uh, A message from the gods? a message from the universe, a message from your higher self. But I think it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting phenomenon. And for the past um, three to four months, possibly five, six, I've been blessed with uh, the possibility of remembering, of remembering some of my dreams. Um, either they come very fresh in the, in the morning or they stick for all day. And three or four days ago, uh, again, it's something that I may have dreamed, dreamed in the middle of the night, but I dream about a boy, a young boy. It was a blonde boy with curly hair. And the age might have been, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, I wasn't sure. And there was just the boy, I mostly could see the boy's face, nothing around, and just the boy in the dream at some point. And possibly later on, uh, I also dreamed about a, a young girl. Um, she was dressed. She may have been wearing a headscarf. I'm not so sure. Um, I think that the image of the boy was more potent. And what I found in this article, and it's very interesting too, because I found it in French uh, two days ago on an, at a Solid College website, and I've been yesterday, I read it in English. So within two days, I read uh, similar information about about my dream in, in first in French, my language of origin, my mother tongue, and then in English. And that's what the symbol, uh, the Sabian symbol uh, uh, states for, stands for. It says a majestic rock formation resembling a face is idealized by a boy who takes it as his ideal of greatness. And as he grows up, he begins to look like it. The power of clearly visualized ideals to mold the life of the visualizer or the capacity for self-transformation. I will uh, read it again. Um, By a boy who takes it as his, as his ideal of greatness, and as he grows up, he begins to look like it. Colin, the power of clearly visualized ideals to mold the life of the visualizer, the capacity for self-transformation. So, Again, with this, uh, this, this idea, this opportunity of uh, something opening up for us to, to get renewed, in a sense, to get rebirth, there is also this, this capacity, this opportunity for self-transformation uh, to, be, to be taken. And, um, you know, you may want to think what, what the, the young boy are providing, you, you saw one young boy in your dreams, but uh, the young boy or the young, the young person stands for, you know, it's... Um, the power to clearly visualize ideas, of clearly visualized ideals to mold the life of the visualizer. So how do you want to mold your life uh, in, in the future? I think we we're coming here to a turning point, in, possibly in history. Um, oftentimes with spiritual events, I mean, it's especially at a personal level, it's very difficult to realize what goes on. But then a few months or possibly a couple of years down the road, you turn around 
and you realize, oh, this is what, what was happening. Now I get it. And that happened to me this past week. Um, I was getting a soul reading last year by a woman in South Africa. And she said, during the next few months, you will go through intense uh, clearing and, and healing. And uh, please do not resist it. And I didn't pay much, much attention to that at the time. And then I reread that information two or three days ago. And I realized that exactly the kind of work I've been doing with my energy coach. So, so my message here is to, to take this time very um, with heart. Uh, seriously is another you know, way to put it, but I think it's, uh, it's important to get attuned. I don't know what you want to do during this uh, window of 13 hours. Um, at least it will be daytime in the US, it will be nighttime in Europe, and in Asia it will be already Saturday. But um, please take some time, maybe some time in nature, some time quietly and and think for yourself and, and attune with the, the universe, the cosmos, and um, get in touch with your future life, the one you want to craft for yourself, and the future you want to, to see for this earth, for your great-grandchildren and their children. I mean, there's so much potential and so many things we can do with the earth, and so much we can, in a sense, co-create. And that will lead me to my topic of next week, co-creation with Gaia. So thank you very much for listening. I will um, see you next week. Have a beautiful eclipse and a wonderful uh, vernal equinox. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on Nurturing the Spiritual Spelunker in All of Us. Your personal journey, assisted by your guide and companion, Giles Asselin, will continue next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be sure to tune in again.